this episode of the Naturist Living Show, International Naturism. This episode of the Naturist Living Show is brought to you by Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park. At Bear Oaks, we offer traditional naturist values in a modern setting. Free your body, free your mind. www.bearoaks.ca Welcome, dear listener, to episode number 70 of the Naturist Living Show. And I apologize, it's been a long time since there's been a new episode of the show. Um, it was a very busy summer. Running the park is getting more and more complex as we grow and we keep developing. And a busy fall. I was at the International Naturist Congress. As uh, you probably remember, I'm now on the board of the International Naturist Federation. And that means uh, traveling to Europe a few times a year. I know it's terrible. <laughs> But uh, it, we do, there's a lot of work to be done. Uh, a lot of work is done in between and uh, through, you know, through the internet and other resources. But at least twice a year we have to get together. But every two years is the International Congress. And uh, last year was a celebration of the 60th anniversary of the International Naturist Federation. And I talked about that and we had uh, a, uh, the speeches on the podcast. But this year was the 60th anniversary of the first Congress because the, uh, the, the Federation, the International Naturist Federation, was formed uh, in France at Montalivet, um, but it took another year to uh, plan the first Congress. And ever since then, Congresses have been held every two years because it takes a lot of time and money to bring people in from all over the world, uh, every corner, you know, New Zealand, Canada, Australia, and all over Europe, of course. But it's always great because it brings uh, all kinds of different ideas. It's uh, people always ask, "What's the purpose of the INF?" And you know, it's it's like the United Nations. I say the United Nations itself does not uh, do a lot; it doesn't have any power because countries ultimately have the ultimate decision as to what happens within their borders. And similarly, the federations are the ones that actually do the work, the ones that represent naturism on the ground in each country, and they are the ones who can talk to governments and lobby for change and lobby for nude beaches, as the South African Federation has very recently done themselves. They just got the very first nude beach designated in South Africa. And, you know, so that's an example where they asked for help. They, they were at the INF Congress. People shared thoughts and ideas. Um, it gives you a sense of a boost of morale and energy to talk to others around the world that face the same problems to to share your uh, problems and get new ideas and, and learn that different countries have different issues or deal with the same issues in different ways and it gives you inspiration. Um, it also gives the movement a lot of credibility to have an international federation that's been around for 60 years um, to, to be international, to be a movement with that much organization and meaning behind it. That means something. You know, that's, that's why we need federations and associations and groups to represent the movement. It can't just be whatever everybody does because we won't have any strength, we won't have any voice. So the INF was a lot of, uh, very interesting. We were in Ireland. A lot of people raise an eyebrow when they heard we were doing it in Ireland and 
Quite rightly so. Ireland does not have a very developed naturist movement. Um, it's a country of about 4 million people, uh, which is about half the population of the Toronto area where I live. Um, and uh, they have a few clubs, but they're not very active. Um, they're quite small. They have a lot of beaches identified on their websites, but they're not official beaches. It's still, and, and as most people know, Ireland is rather cool and wet, so it's not always the ideal weather either. But um, there are some passionate people in the Irish Naturist Federation, and uh, they uh, they lobbied to have the Congress. They uh, they worked hard. They got the support of their tourism commission and their government, and they supported us, and they helped organize it. The government did, um, and it was quite a success. We were in Drumshambo, Ireland, which is a very small village of 850 people, but there are there is a uh, fairly sizable resort on the outside uh, of Drumshambo. Beautiful place. We had the whole place, well, most of the place to ourselves. We Not the whole place. So we couldn't be nude everywhere, but we were nude. At first, it was very controlled, and the management was, were clearly concerned about uh, the reactions. But uh, the media showed up in droves the first day. We were on every television station and all over the uh, newspaper. Um, there was, If you go back to the INF uh, Facebook page or Twitter feed, you'll see all the links to the different articles and uh, television and news stories that were out. And uh, there was no negative reaction. It was, uh, you know, a, a smile, a wink, a joke, and having a lot of fun. And that's okay. That's how people deal with... Uh, uh, things that they're uncomfortable with, but they were still very friendly and very welcoming, and there were no complaints. And after a while, people were a little bit more easy to management, were a little bit more relaxed about controlling. We were allowed to, to go outside on the deck without with nude because, surprisingly, for the entire uh, length of the conference, it was sunny and quite warm um, for for September. And um, we, in the end, the management of the hotel organized. A, uh, the fire brigade to show up and for charity to uh, basically have a, uh, uh, a a challenge where everybody would get hosed down by the fire department. And now there was no limits. We were out on the front lawn in plain view of everyone without any clothes on. And uh, we were sprayed and watered down. And it was, it was, it was great fun. And overall, I think it was an, an excellent Congress. And while I was there, I took a little time to interview a few of the delegates uh, there was uh, 20-some countries represented. I don't remember the exact number, but there was a lot of countries there. Um, I managed to interview five of them, and uh, I asked each one to tell us a little bit about what naturism is like in their country. And we'll start, of course, with our hosts, Ireland. Amos Scully, Irish Nature Association, INA, as people know it. Um, I'm a naturist in Ireland, have been for many years, and uh, we've just finished our 34th Congre- International Nature's Federation Congress, which seemed to go very, very well. Ireland was the host country in this, in this case. Everybody seemed to enjoy themselves, and the weather and all was great for it. We've all have, we've been in the lake, we've been around the table and working hard while the rest of our members visiting the hotel have been all enjoying themselves. So, anyway, I'm going to pass you over to Stephen, he's another one of our members, and um, he has lots to say. I think it's been uh, it's been a dream of our current president Pat Gallagher. It's been a dream of his to to bring the Congress here to Ireland for a long time. Uh, you know, I mean, twenty years ago, twenty five years ago, we couldn't have even contemplated doing this. It wouldn't have it wouldn't have been possible. Sort of public opinion wouldn't wouldn't have allowed it. Uh, attitudes have changed. You can see 
around here, even the attitudes of the staff, listening to people on the radio over the course of the last few months, every interview Pat has done, every interview Eamon has done, attitudes are changing, you know. Uh, the local people, I heard one woman on the radio during the week saying, 100 people this year, 1,000 people next year, you know. Uh, the attitudes have, have, have certainly changed. So what's naturism like in Ireland? Um, the beaches. Oh yeah. Well, naturism in Ireland is mainly is mainly. My name is Brenda Scully, and uh, for me, naturism is a very it's very friendly. We have made a lot of friends through naturism, and uh, we mainly have uh, a pool, and uh, sometimes we have uh, uh, day trips to the beach if the weather's good, and then we have a. Uh, regular swims uh, once a fortnight and house parties where we all gather together and we have a lovely time and really now we, we enjoy it mainly uh, it's the being able to relax and enjoy yourself without clothes it's so uh, if the freedom is there then you just feel free we were just fortunate enough that just at the last minutes of the, of the Congress, we had a local politician come in here. Politi- politicians are really hard to get hold of, and while we had him on the hook, we said, you're not getting off until we do something about beaches in the country. Right? So he's, he's, a, he's actually a senator in, um, in, in, in the government here, and he gives us his, detail, his contact details. He's going to go to the Department of Justice and the Department of the Environment and try and get at least get our beaches labelled so that people come go past the label, past the sign on it, that they'll know they're coming to a nature's area. And um, that really, in some sense, satisfies the law because the main thing is that people complain about, if they're going to complain about us, they complain they're offended by the sight of someone nude. If they pass by a sign that tells them they're going to see someone nude, they can't really complain, can they? They did it on themselves. Okay? There are no legal beaches in Ireland. Um, there are a lot of beaches that are used, used unofficially, have been used for decades, um, but no, no actual legal beaches. The state of play with clubs, there's uh, currently two clubs in the Republic. Uh, I think there are two clubs in, in Northern Ireland. Uh, not, a, not a huge membership, but, you know, a lot, there, 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 are, there are a fair number of, of regulars who turn up month after month. Um, but uh, hopefully, hopefully something like this will change public opinion, will change the politicians' opinion. Naturism in Ireland is never going to be high on a politician's agenda, but uh, every little bit of publicity like this helps, you know. Yeah. Certainly, can't do any, certainly can't do any harm. And, and, and um, the hard work by Pat and Mary Gallagher, who unfortunately couldn't be here on this occasion, um, the hard work and them got uh, the tourist board on, on, on line with us and the tourist board actually backed the coming of the Nature's Federation here. They said they, they would support us in every way they could and they've been very helpful, I have to say, as the Irish Tourist Board. And I mean, that is for official recognition of nothing else, you know. Yes, and, and you guys have been tremendous and wonderful hosts, so I want to thank you very much. It's been a very wonderful Congress. Thank you for the compliment. We hope everybody enjoyed themselves. We sure did. And we're not done yet. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very good. Uh, Hi, my name is Maya. I'm from Slovenia. And I'm the president of Slovenia National Federation, Slovenia Naturist Federation. Uh, Slovenia, for all of you who maybe don't know where we are, we are, uh, we, we were... 
part of ex-Yugoslavia, uh, so uh, south of Austria. And uh, we have six different associations in our federation. Um, in Slovenia, we are only two million people, so the number of official naturists, so of members of naturist association is not that high, but the nature and the, the rivers, the lakes and the coast is really beautiful. Slovenia has a lot to offer to naturists. Um, we are not the, we're not that uh, we're, we don't have any we don't have a lot of problems with nudity. Uh, we have plenty of uh, thermal spas and sauna centers. Uh, I think it's also because saunas are... Uh, the clothes are not allowed in our saunas, so everybody has to be naked. And we have, as you call it, mixed saunas. So we don't have sauna separated for men and for women, except on certain days when they are saunas for uh, uh, reserved for ladies. And... Um, Slovenia is a country which lies on the crossing of different um, different roads, especially from Central Europe towards uh, the ex-Yugoslavia, towards Croatia, towards Bosnia-Herzegovina, Serbia, Montenegro. And that's why um, the infrastructure is very good. Uh, and mostly uh, we are working on it to to improve the tourist offer for net tourists. Until now, uh, we have three official uh, campsites. Uh, one of them, uh, three official net tourist campsites, of course. Uh, but there will be plenty more. I hope in 2015 we have at least two more. And in 2016, another two or more, of course. Um, in Slovenia, you will not have serious problems uh, if you swim naked in the river, in the lake, uh, in the sea. As long as you find a place where there aren't many textiles, if you are in one of the swimming pools, uh, public swimming pools, thermal spas. You have to read carefully the instructions that are always written in English and other languages. So if you don't find if you don't find nothing that is that mentions that you should be dressed, you should wear a swimming suit when you are in swimming pool and around, you can be naked. That's the law. Uh, Slovenia is a green piece of Europe. It's uh, wonderful and peaceful country and peaceful uh, we have parties yeah but it's uh, tranquil uh, the nature is beautiful we have clean rivers you can drink water out of the rivers and uh, also tap water um, is uh, very safe to drink uh, we are very friendly we have good food good wine and the prices aren't that high in Slovenia as there are in some countries abroad or here in Ireland where we are now and uh, we are really friendly people and especially I would invite those who love uh, 
to be a little bit who prefer uh, active tourism so they can go hiking naked uh, they can go cycling naked and they can go um, rafting, kayaking, canyoning and if we organize that it, we can also do it without our unnecessary clothes um, so river sports hiking and uh, saunas in winter time because it can get quite cold uh, in our winter time and um, really a safe place to be uh, can I mention that Ljubljana which is the capital of Slovenia uh, it will be the the most greener the greenest <laughs> the greenest uh, capi- uh, european capital in 2016 hello uh, my name is uh, rui alves i'm the president of the portuguese uh, naturist federation and uh, uh, the kind of naturism that we have in Portugal is not different from other countries, probably, uh, because we are Latin countries, and obviously there's a, a situation that's related with um, religion, and probably there's lots of uh, people that think that's not uh, a normal thing, or could be, uh, most people think it's um, connected with... Uh, uh, perverts and uh, not a good image that uh, it was a long time ago when the, the beaches or the, the initial beaches that were for naturists were used by people, that kind of people. So uh, fortunately uh, the image has changed a lot. Now we have much more young people going there and since the, the federation is now uh, point to a direction that they want to see more families and the image of the family is different from what was before when uh, most of the people are old people uh, may, the, the majority of people were only male and old male so uh, one of the, 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 the intentions that we had in the, the beginning is to change that kind of, of people uh, we want effectively to have more more young families with their kids and to show that to the society that uh, naturism is a perfectly normal thing, a perfect legal thing, and that you don't have to hide it from uh, your friends, from your family, from your co-workers, and to actually show that uh, it's, uh, it has benefits for the, your health and your, uh, the way you accept your body and the way you accept, uh, accept our, uh, uh, other bodies and uh, other people, other, uh, the way people uh, see the, 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 the image is not uh, normally like uh, when we uh, have that kind of image about uh, the status when people has their their fancy clothes or whatever we don't have that kind of things in naturism in portugal is exactly that way so i hope to to keep it this way to to in, in, in increase the number of naturists in portugal now what about people coming from abroad? Is there what if somebody because a lot most people who listen to this are not from Portugal? What would you say to them? Is it should they come to Portugal? No, they should come to Portugal. We don't have unfortunately
unfortunately we only have seven official beaches but we have 20 that are tolerated um, and we also have three in this moment we have four campsites um, with all the conditions for naturism so they are very welcome to come to, to Portugal and to enjoy the wonderful weather and especially even in the winter time which the weather is not that bad so we hope to see all of them visiting Portugal soon. I'm Nick Cornton, I'm the International Director for British Naturism, the um, uh, National Federation for the United Kingdom. Um, I've been a naturist for about 10 years and in that time um, I've experienced most of, I'm pretty much an all-rounder within naturism, I've done most of the various things that we do in the UK and really what they are is um, we traditionally have uh, um, many clubs, around about 100 clubs that have land and most of these clubs have got the typical facilities of a clubhouse and a swimming pool and other sports facilities and they usually have camping and so on on the ground. I'm a member of a club in Liverpool that's like that. I've also been, um, until very recently, been the president of a swim club um, which are quite common in the UK. There's around about 50 naturist swims that usually rent uh, either council or commercially owned um, pools on special times every month or every week. And uh, there's quite a lot of those around the country. Our particular swim in Blackpool in the northwest of England um, used to do around about 70 swims. It's dropped to about 50 at the moment because we've got work on a pool. Um, we we've been an avid travellers. We we go camping. We have a caravan that we tow on the car and go to. Uh, we much prefer to go to naturist campsites because of the um, simplicity of naturist camping and um, um, you know that's taken us to some very interesting places and met lots and lots of interesting people. But also within BN, um, we do a lot of. Um, organised events at uh, both local and regional and national level and uh, these things are pretty varied consist range from um, booking hotels for a weekend where we we take over the whole hotel and you turn up at a given time and everybody's naked for the whole weekend and we do all sorts of things and we mostly have a lot of um, volunteer run activities that are aerobics um, um, body painting um, people might play music and so on everything that normal people do and um, we also have a camping week and we have conferences where the next event coming up is a formal conference where we, it's a bit of a business thing where we try and engage volunteers in helping on specific projects to develop naturism and uh, we feed back to the members and these, these are the keen members that want to contribute that attend that but we also have events at um, um, water parks with fancy slides and all that kind of thing uh, what other naturism is in the UK there's a reasonable amount of beach naturism in the UK especially in the south of England where there's around about 200 unofficial naturist well used beaches which don't usually have much problems with being naked on the beach but these have the advantage, in my opinion, that they're beautiful, remote, scenic beaches, but some people think that they don't like the idea of having to walk two miles to get there, but personally I like that. 
Um, there's also about 10 official naturist beaches, but also they, whilst they don't usually include cliff climbing, they, um, they usually are a reasonable distance from everybody else. But uh, unfortunately, in the northern half of the country, we've got very, very few beaches where it's not a problem, uh, where you get hassled. But I also do some free-range naturism. Uh, I hike a lot, not very much of it naked, but when the opportunity arises in remote areas, of which, surprisingly, in a heavily populated country, there's actually quite a few, um, people tend to stick to the same route, so they're very predictable. And uh, you can easily find a few forestry areas and moorland areas where you can walk naked if you please in the countryside uh, with naturist travellers we've been on holidays to um, lots of other countries in Europe and North America mainly and um, you know I've had a bit of a go at everything and um, really I enjoy all, all aspects in pretty equal amounts Hello, it's Wendy Lowe from New Zealand. I'm here at the 34th International Congress with my husband Nick Lowe. We got married in January last year, 2013, and we're actually here on honeymoon. We decided to delay the honeymoon to combine it with the trip to Congress so that we could have a real holiday. So we've been away for a month and looking forward to getting back to New Zealand, especially after watching the awesome presentation that has been put together for our bid for the 2016 Congress. I feel really homesick now. Um, New Zealand is a beautiful, clean, green place. Naturism is gaining uh, wider acceptance in New Zealand. We have a lot of free beaches, and by free we don't mean that it costs nothing, we mean that it's free to be naked on certain parts of those beaches. Um, you can also tramp, uh, walk, cycle certain places with no clothes on, which is just great for naturists. We have throughout New Zealand 18 clubs or resorts that all provide accommodation for visitors and visitor numbers are increasing which means we must be doing something right and the word is spreading about what a beautiful place New Zealand is. I think that pretty much covers it. Have I sold New Zealand? I think you've sold New Zealand, yeah. yeah. Good. So you don't have any problems or anything like that? Everything's great? Um, we do occasionally have problems. There was a, a High Court case about three years ago, which my husband Nick was actually the, at the centre of. He was cycling naked on a country road, as he does a lot, and this particular woman drove past him, stopped her car, let him cycle past, drove past him, stopped her car, let him cycle past. She did this five times and then complained to the police. She was so upset that she had to watch him five times before she complained. Uh, we lost the case in the district court, took it to high court, and he won on the basis that um, the naked body is not offensive, it's only behaviour that is offensive. So in New Zealand, the police now recognise the fact that, given the right time, place and circumstance, if a person is just naked going about their general business and not going out of their way to offend other people, then it's accepted. And, and how big is New Zealand? Uh, in terms of length, I think it's about 1,800 kilometres long, but it's not very wide. Um, overall land area is probably about the same as Ireland. And population? Four million, just over four million. So I put New Zealand last because uh, New Zealand is where we will find ourselves next for the 2016 Congress. They uh, successfully uh, lobbied for Congress to be held 
uh, in New Zealand. That's about as far as we've ever gone for a Congress in the history of the INF, the 60 years of the INF. And it uh, should be an interesting and very exciting uh, opportunity. But they certainly tried very hard as well. They had a lot of support and funding from their um, tourism commission because, you know, they see, as they did in Ireland, uh, that there's a lot of attention to the country that gets naturism. It gets a lot of press, brings people in from all over the world and bring back great stories, and it boosts uh, naturism, boosts uh, tourism as well in those countries. So next stop, New Zealand. Hey, hi, Felicity. Hi, Stefan. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm happy to be back in Canada after the Congress in Ireland. Right. Yeah, that must have been exciting. It was neat. It was. I. Uh, I, I always. I en- really enjoy the Congresses. I. I don't know why. Um, you know, the United States is not represented uh, in the International Nature's Federation anymore, and I think that's a real shame because, you know, there it the INF in itself doesn't do a lot. But what it does, and it always has done since the beginning, um, is it brings people together. It brings federations together, and they share ideas, and they talk amongst each other. And and I think it gives credibility to movements. So, I, I mean, I, I, I think associations and federations like YNA and the Nature Society and ANR and the FCN in Canada, I think those are all very important. Don't you think so? Yeah, um, definitely. And actually um there's the i think she's the president or the founder of the beaches foundation in florida she's actually um been working on creating a unity conference oh shirley mason yeah excellent yeah um that just reminded me of that i actually don't know if i i guess it's public knowledge (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she's. We've been uh, on the communications line and been asked to nominate people who we think should attend and all that. Um, but I don't know. I was just trying to think if it's actually on the DL or something, but I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. So, if for you, like, what? Why do you think it's important for people to support uh, organizations like YNA or Nature Society or things like that? Yeah. Well, lately. Um, I've actually been trying to learn more about the political activities of the Naturist Action Committee. Oh, yeah. And I don't think people realize how important they are and the amount of work that they do. And even for such a small organization with really not much funding. And um, when you really start to read the anti-nudity ordinances that get proposed all the time all over the country and uh, the sort of freedoms that these lawmakers are trying to take away, you know, it's really, like, eye-opening. And, um, like, the latest one is in Clay County, Florida, and it's actually was proposed in order to regulate sexually-oriented businesses, but a lot of times... Nudity gets thrown in with that. Yeah. They don't think of us, do they? Right. They don't. Yeah. they. I mean, they also don't think naturism is like a family-friendly thing, of course. But, um, but, I mean, it's just ridiculous to read it because their ordinance is like they're basically saying that they believe public nudity um, promotes prostitution, sexual assault, um, all kinds of 
sexual crimes. It's like a threat to public order and public health. And like, I just couldn't believe how crazy. And they have no, they have no evidence for these claims. Of course, they're just like they're just making it up, or somebody made it up, and they're just adopting the same arguments for their ordinance. So, how are you working with them? What what's your plan? I I mean, I've been um, doing more to spread the word. I mean, we've we've. Uh, promoted their alerts and advisories and such on our networks and everything. But um, now I've been trying to write about the latest news and um, and blog about it. And so that way it, it's up on our website and people can comment and, uh, and learn about it even more. Um, and it's... These ordinances are the kind of thing that affect everyone. You know, it's not just a nature's thing because a lot of them also make top freedom illegal for women. Right. And it's just, they're they're written so badly that they'll even, like, criminalize types of women's swimsuit bottoms that they sell in the area because they write these, like, crazy definitions of buttocks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it's really stupid, but like, I mean, these these ordinances, you know, they they limit the freedoms of of everyone, and they outlaw new beaches and nudist resorts and everything. But it's just so unnecessary to um, throw in public nudity when they're trying to do get rid of like these strip clubs and such. Yeah, you know, and legal issues is actually something that I heard at the INF that happens in a lot of countries. Now, in Europe, you'd be, you know, you might think that they have it really good, and compared to us in North America, they do, but they still get legal issues. They still get uh, sometimes governments trying to limit their rights. They may have the, a lot of nude beaches, but occasionally they try to take some away. Like in the UK, there was one nude beach that had been a nude beach a long time, and they. The government, for the same reason that we hear everywhere, decided to shut it down because of the perverts. And it's like, well, the perverts aren't the naturists, um, yes. you know. And and so it was again educating them that the naturists don't want the people who are having sex any more than than anybody else does. So the the challenge is, you know, people come to the INF and say we need help with legal issues, but the INF can't fight legal issues in another country because they have no standing, nor does the INF have any big budgets or anything. But yeah. it is useful for, and we started doing this, We all the countries share their, their legal problems uh, with the INF, and then we as the INF share it with everybody else so people can ask each other questions and learn. So sometimes strategies can be repeated. Maybe right. NAC should get involved in that too. Yeah, I mean, all the other organizations, um, you mean get involved with the INF or? Yeah, well, maybe. You know, we need we need an organization to represent the United States. Since Anner is not doing it, uh, somebody should. And uh, so that at least there's a connection. Because we get yeah. inquiries all the time about naturism in the United States, and we can't really answer because there's no official federation. Right. Yeah. I know. Yeah, it should be like a worldwide effort um, and unite natures from all over the world i mean strength so, in numbers and is is yna joining NAC as well are you being are you part of NAC now or no 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 we're not we're not a part of them we're we're independent still i'm i'm just um well the summer ended which was like incredibly 
busy for us, and now I finally have a little bit more time to write. So I've been trying to um, research these ordinances a little bit. I'm just trying to understand um, where they come from and why they are being proposed and um, and really, like, nobody else is writing about them. I mean, the, the NAC website, um, they publish the alerts, but you can't comment. It's not like a blog. And it's just, it's just, um, it's just there for the purpose of giving people the important details and telling them what to do. And, and what can people do then? What, what does NAC want people to do? For, well, for the Clay County ordinance, um, which is the current issue, there's actually a meeting on tomorrow, the, on October 28th, um, that locals should attend, and they should also write to the board of um, to the board of county commissioners, uh, telling them why their ordinance is a piece of garbage. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, so they need everybody who's listening to to subscribe to and 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 either write or show up if they can and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. People should go to the NAC website to um get more information about because there's guidelines about what to write and where to go and what to do so and, and what's the NAC website that is naturistaction.org okay i presume they probably need money as well if people want to donate right oh yeah definitely people should donate also Well, that's all for this episode of The Naturist Living Show. Thank you for listening. My name is Stéphane Deschain, and I'm your host for this podcast and the owner of Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park. You can find links to all the items I mentioned in the show in the show notes on the website at naturistlivingoneword.bearoaks.ca. Please keep sending your comments and suggestions. I always appreciate getting them, and I read them all. The email address is Naturist living, one word again, at Bear Oaks, B-A-R-E, of course, bearoaks.ca, because we're in Canada. But don't just send me an email. I read them all and I try to reply, but what I prefer is if I can put you on the air as well. So you can call and leave a comment. You can take as many tries as you want. You can even delete it at the end if you're not happy. Uh, and I can't promise I'll use it, but I will, uh, I'm not getting a lot of comments. And as long as it's an appropriate comment, I'm sure I'll put it on the show. So the phone number is area code, well, country code 1, if you're outside North America, area code 905-473-6060, and then you dial extension 333, because that's the number of Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park. Uh, in North America, you can call toll-free 1-888-373-9124, again, extension 333. And if you don't want to use uh, your minutes on your long-distance phone call, just use Skype, it's free. You can Skype Bear Oaks, one word, B-A-R-E-O-A-K-S. That will put you into the main phone system at Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park. And then you dial the extension for the Naturist Living Show again, which is extension 333. Join us again in about a month for the next episode of the Naturist Living Show. This episode of the Naturist Living Show was brought to you by Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park traditional naturist values in a modern setting. Traditional values means that naturism is more than just taking your clothes off. It is a life philosophy with physical, psychological, environmental, 
social and moral benefits. Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park strives to promote those naturist values in a modern setting that provides the amenities and services that our members and visitors expect. Free your body, free your mind. Learn more at www.bearoaks.ca. Thank you.